Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 109. You are listening to the one and only Sports Roundhouse featuring Spank Malone. Sports Roundhouse. You're gonna get spanked. Even for a sports, <laughs> even for a sports radio host, Spank Malone is a little bit out there for a name. So, uh, uh, John, I'm just gonna say two words: Thortolo. Yeah, you're right. You win. <laughs> um, we have uh, Stu is here. Hello, Stu. Hey guys, how is it going? We've got Clarence who has rejoined the fold. Hi again, Clarence. What's up, fuckers? And we've got the uh, the fourth and now most famous <laughs> member is John Marthaler. John, how are you? I'm just glad Clarence is back because I I really think our viewing numbers or I guess listening numbers probably really dropped while he was gone. I I'm would assume sure most so. people turn on the podcast and they hear Brandon say Clarence isn't here this week and they're like, all right, delete, all right. Yep. swipe left, you got hit delete. Head. But we Somebody, got you got hit head with something. You're, you, we need to do a concussion protocol on John. Yeah, that's that's probably a good idea most of the time. Somebody is somebody vacuuming. is someone, vacuuming. Yeah, <laughs> Stu, we just started. Vacuuming his curtains. Stu, you don't have to vacuum the curtains right Come now. On, that's just overkill. <laughs> My God. The uh, the uh, yeah, headphone a uh, little uh, the plug-in came loose. Sorry about that. No problem uh, at all. Yeah. Well, I don't want to get too far into making fun of each other before we... I've heard the word on the street, John, is that you have got uh, some fun, uh, good news to share uh, about your professional life and soccer. Is that true? I do have some fun, good news to share. Since people have heard us talk a lot about soccer on this podcast, I think it's pretty well known that if you're going to go somewhere for local soccer news of any kind, you're going to go to, like, northernpitch.com, and then you're going to listen to the Do Nord football show, that podcast, and then you come to the Sportive because that is where you get your soccer talk. More top you've three? Got, I'll take that. you got licensed coach Clarence Swamptown taking you through the ins and outs of the game. You've X's got, and O's is what I call them. I get yep. out, I'll get out the whiteboard. Yep. I'll get out the whiteboard. Brandon brings the orange slices, and Stu is Mr. Football. Yes, I am. And then there's me. But so people always come to the sport of, and it finally paid off for me because starting this week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be doing a soccer insider column for the Star Tribune in the paper on Saturdays. 
So Woo-hoo! now oh, you nice, have to buy nice. the paper on Saturday. Awesome, awesome, awesome. You deserve all it, things, buddy. All levels of soccer or just uh, United or what are you what are you covering? I'm mostly going to be covering your kids' teams, Clarence. I'm not but... talking anymore. I don't. I don't talk to the media. <laughs> this interview's over. This interview. <laughs> talk to my agent. I'm mostly going to be covering that. I'm going pop a bitch on this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just going to just be. <laughs> what kind of question is that, John? Yeah. No, we weren't trying to win. You fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be asking you nothing but a string of talk about questions. Talk about your team today. That what did you think? Sounds glorious. So that yeah. So what are you going to be covering? Is. Obviously the United. What about like yeah. U.S. soccer? I I think it's going to include pretty much anything and everything. There's there's certain things that are more interesting than others. Obviously, I don't I don't think you're going to be getting a lot of Argentinian second division deep cuts or anything like that. It's going to be mostly mostly what you'd expect the United and the NASL because they're local, and then Major League Soccer and the the big European leagues, especially England and Spain and Germany, and then of course the national teams as well. Uh, which one of those dick slaps over at the strip is your editor? Uh, <laughs> right now, I've just, <laughs> I really feel like I should not answer that. Question. <laughs> <laughs> one of the fine gentlemen. Because you, you'll notice women. that they have not yet printed a single one of these, and it all could come crashing down like the House of Cards that we know it is. So, gotcha. Okay, just checking. Uh, I I don't I don't know. I ran into I was in the office the other day, and I ran into Kenny Chow, which was always fun. Oh, hey, Ken. Yep. I I hope he's listening. He's a good dude. If very angry about Wisconsin sports. So the details are: you have one once a week column. Is that right? That's the idea, yeah. If you've seen the the Sunday Insider that Phil Miller writes about the Twins, or the Hockey Insider that Mike Russo writes about the ho- writes about the Wild and stuff like that, or hockey in general, that's sort of the same format that's going to be happening on with my stuff on Saturdays. Well, that's outstanding news, sir. So now I have to pretend to be an insider. No, now you are an insider, John. Maybe I was always an insider. You are going to very quickly now that you're in print. I guess you have been before, but this uh, this self deprecation that you have is going to have to go to the wayside pretty quickly here because you're you got bona fides now, buddy. I don't exactly know what to do about that because I was talking to Ken and something came out of my mouth that turns out to more or less sum up how I feel about everything, which is why not get somebody good instead of me? That's oh, John. Come on, John. Come on, Jesus. There's, come gotta, on. There's Buck gotta up. be someone better out there. Why me? Why not you? There's <laughs> nobody not better, now? John. Well, all right. we're all very proud of you. This, Just want you to know that. I appreciate that, guys, but this podcast is getting a little too nice right now. Okay, well then let me go down this road. You know what my favorite thing about the nor- about Northern Pitch dot is it northernpitch.com? Northernpitch.com. Dot biz. Yes. And it what, it's in the Twins Daily family of Black... What would you call that family? I know it's a bonus. It's it's the Giggly Godfathers. Uh, You know, it's one of his his children. Well, glad we got uh, his nickname worked out for all time. A man who we've all met a thousand times and still uh, can't pick us out of a lineup. That guy. (laughs) That's John. (laughs) 
I think I think usually Parker Hageman refers to it as the min-centric empire. All right, so you've got. Okay. Here's my favorite thing about NorthernPitch.com: is you got you got your Twins centric. Wait, no, Twins Daily. Twins Daily. Yep. Twins Daily. That they cover the Twins, obviously. Mm-hmm. You got your Wild Extra. Extra. They cover the Wild. And uh, Viking. What's the Vikings one? Vikings Journal. Vikings Journal. And they cover the Vikings. Vikings. Yep. And then, uh, so you got you got your four your four professional sports in this town. So then you're like, oh, so which one of the the Men Central blogs covers the Timberwolves? But they're they're next in line was the Timberwolves one that they. Nope, they just skipped right by it. <laughs> went to fucking <laughs> soccer. Just went to went right by the Wolves. They don't have. They don't have it. That's funny. That's that's not my favorite part of that organization. <laughs> my hope is that they like the next one is like the beehive that covers the swarm. Who people are like, wait, the swarm are leaving. They can't. Yeah. Nope, <laughs> we're still yeah. not doing the origin now. <laughs> the hornet's nest, just covering Edina <laughs> High School. Just keep working our way down, and the wolves fans are just what? Wait a second. It'd what? be better. It'd be better if they started a site that only covered the Minnesota Lynx and not the Timberwolves. <laughs> it's it's all making me sad. Brandon, why don't why don't you start bothering John Bonus to start a Timberwolves site? You could be the you could be the lead guy on that. Well, uh, I actually have a few things going on in my life right now, John. <laughs> a little busy. No? I'm what are you going to do? Hang out with your family or write about basketball? Which one of those would be more fun? Well, I'm not answering that. I'm not answering that at all. Nice try, though. Um, no, I don't enjoy that. I would like to read more about the Timberwolves, but, you know, I get it. I understand. Honestly, honestly, the genesis of that wasn't any particular hatred for basketball. It's just that yes, I per- I personally am more annoying than any single Wolves writer. So John finally just gave in and let me start a stupid soccer site. I'm not buying that. I mean, Clarence, you can... Ride on your uh, on your take a victory lap uh, now because once the Timberwolves are good again, then they will eclipse the Wild in popularity. My media friends tell me that's the truth. When they're both good, the Timberwolves are more popular than the Wild. Well, they can keep telling you that. We'll we'll just sit here and wait for the, for that day or for well, there was the, know, there was a six months that the Timberwolves were good. The six months in two thousand four. Swallow the earth whole and and we'll all die. Well, I think the the white my white dwarf star theory will happen first. I love that theory of yours. <clears throat> I don't know what it is actually. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a hypothetical because I don't know if we'll ever see the day when the Timberwolves are actually any good. Not in the next you know thirty forty years. So I guess you never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Well, in any event, Jonathan, congratulations. Are we going to start talking about soccer on this podcast now? No. No. <laughs> no. All right. We can talk about it for a couple seconds, though, Did because... Did John? Didn't the... Yeah. Think, John. Think lost John. Darn, Darn it. I think we cut John's mic off. Oh, yeah. I don't hear... You guys hear John? Accidental mic cut off once again. We'll it's see if we can get John back on the phone. It's the damnedest thing. Uh, Let's talk about the Wolves draft. John, um, there's been a couple soccer matches in the past uh, few days. Is that right? That's the worst intro I've ever heard. Germany, uh, they had a friendly with Germany. Is and that what f- you're giving me shit about today? And John? a friendly with yeah. Sweden. Is it Sweden or who else did they play? 
No, they played Netherlands last week in Germany today. Two good teams, and we and we uh, beat the pants off both of them. Confirmed? Uh, yes, that's correct. So that is um, that is good for now, just because we love America and we like when they do well. So, hurrah! And then, does it bode well for the future? Is it telling us anything for the next whatever big match that actually counts, or is this just fun because it's go USA? Well, it's fun because it's Go USA and because the international teams don't play a lot of games. But it is sort of heartening going into the Gold Cup this summer. Mostly, for me, I think mostly because Michael Bradley start, is starting to look like Michael Bradley again. He had a terrible World Cup and he had a terrible year around the World Cup. And everyone wondered if he was going to be good or not. But the last couple of games, they it feels like they've figured out what his best role is. And that's... When you sort of let him do whatever he wants and not have to cover defensively, you put another midfielder that sort of takes care of the defensive responsibilities. Today they, today it was Kyle Beckerman in the second half they brought on and let Bradley just sort of wreck stuff. And that was that was really the key, and I'm hoping that they do that again in the Gold Cup this summer. And They got they got a few goals from some young players and stuff like that, and I it, it feels like things are looking up right now, which was not always true after – for example, last year's World Cup, which had sort of the same result that World Cups have always had for the USA, which is they get to the knockout round and then they lose disappointingly in the first knockout game. Right. So, yeah. No, didn't seem to be a ton of progress. No. So, so um, Michael Bradley, is he a young guy coming into his own or is he an old guy that's like found, refounded yeah, that's the magic? A, he's the old guy, the Republican chairman, chairman of the Minnesota Republican Party. Boy, I actually don't know who you're referring to. <laughs> Bill Bradley? Banging a, no, Bill banging Bradley was never the chairman of the Minnesota Republican Party. Michael Broadcorp. Michael never, Broadcorp. That's okay. Now I see what we're saying. Never, local, a local Michael guy. Michael Broadcorp. Interesting <laughs> no, pull. Never mind. I, that's for the the um, that was for our NPR crowd. I just thought it was a little, <laughs> little deep cut. Stu, Stu right now is just silently applauding. Yeah. <laughs> well played. <laughs> So young guy okay. or old guy? Michael Bradley is 27, so he's sort of in the middle between old and young. He's not a young buck anymore, but he's not a wily old veteran either. Is, so- is soccer age like every other sports age, or can they play? Are they better younger or older or what? Yeah, I, I would say soccer age is probably slightly younger than, say, baseball age. Once you get into your 30s, you're sort of an old wily vet. and So like running backs. Yeah, a little bit. If you're if you're under about twenty four, you're still you're, you're still young and uh, an exciting young prospect. And in in sort of your mid twenties to late twenties, you, you got to be good now, or you're never going to be good. Okay, so John, the soccer haters of the world will look at these these friendlies and call them um, exhibitions <laughs> that don't matter, pointless, whatever. Is this something yeah, that you've just made your peace with because it's interesting to watch and play a different country, or is it a legitimate? It actually does mean it does mean something, well, and we're just rubes who are like mm, whatever. It doesn't actually count for anything. It's just the problem with international soccer that, apart from the World Cup and the Gold Cup and the World Cup qualifiers, it's just ultimate spring training all the time. So, are you going to never get excited about anything, or? Are you going to try to look at this as a positive step or something that points to future success? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you Looking for progress and some signs. Today, yeah. gave each shit about Team US, 
basically you gave me shit about oh jesus the twins oh, beating no. the red Sox oh my in, god uh, fort myers like me may, or maybe what winning the president's cup is it would would that be the mayor's cup the mayor's cup excuse me the president's cup is a golf tournament i think uh, i don't know I think I just wanted to talk to you about Jurgen Klinsmann because I always enjoy it when you're getting angry about it. More than anything. I was pretty happy with how the whole thing went. So Yeah, I mean, soccer soccer fans did seem legitimately excited about the result, right? It didn't mean anything, but yeah. it's still exciting to see. I am pretty sure they've never beat Germany in Germany before, so that's something. And Germany played, a, as as somebody said, even if... Even if Germany were playing a JV team, the German JV team is still pretty good, and they weren't. They started a number of their top players in the game. So, do you think that can, because you because, can downplay it if you want, but it was exciting? Do they hate uh, our guy, or do they like him? Does who hate our guy? Germany. And who's our guy? I Klinsmann. need both halves of this explained. Germany and Klinsmann. Does Germany hate? <laughs> does Germany hate Klinsmann? No, I don't think so. Okay. He was a German soccer hero. Why would why would they? The well, thing to happen. The knock yeah. on him was that he was bring American soccer from the inside. <laughs> uh, the knock on him was that he, from their point of uh, this is at least just what I I read one article one time, so I'm a clearly an authority. Um, the knock on him was that he was too American for Germany, and now he's too German for America, essentially, right? Like, he didn't seem to be loyal enough to... I don't know if loyal enough is the right word, but there seemed to be a little bit of beef somewhere down the road between him and, and Germany, whether... I don't know, was was it he wasn't being promoted fast enough as a coach in that country? I'm not exactly sure, but... There were certain people who criticized him for being too American when he was the German national coach, and okay, of course, then he was criticized for being too German as the American national coach, so he's sort of in between the two. He's lived in California for a long time, so his kids are Americans. It's it's a little bit of a straddling two worlds kind of thing. A man without a country, sure. Yep. He's the A-team of soccer coaches. Story as old as time. Interesting. Okay, so what's the next what's the next match that counts? World Cup? This summer is the Gold Cup, which is a competition for the national teams that are in North and Central America and the Caribbean. Uh-huh. So as much as anything, it's USA versus Mexico plus one or two other decent teams like Costa Rica and Honduras. And that where's oh, that okay. And that's sometime this summer. That's starting in July. Just South, just Central America, or yes. also South America? Not also South America, just Central. Why not? They're they're working on doing one that includes both South America, Central America, and North America, but it hasn't happened yet. The two the two are split in terms of organization, in terms of organizing all the countries. So that's the reason. Oh Jesus! You people can't get along, can you? I can't get along with anybody. That's true. What I mean, soccer people just can't get along. Well, most yeah, hold hands talking, and sing like like hockey fans. When we're talking about organizing inter- international soccer, if this FIFA scandal has proved anything, it's, it's not international. Oh, no, let's not. Almost everyone. Minnesota must United hear. people hate Dana Wessel. Like just locally, you can't get along. Wait, so how the hell would you ever think? North Americans. Who hates Dana? 
Dolph. Yeah, who hates Dana? They they don't, they gave him tons of shit for not. He doesn't follow what's what is United in Nazzle? <laughs> the NASL, yeah. Nassel. I'm probably at Nazzle. 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 He doesn't like Nazzle as much as he likes Apple. He loves the Apple, yeah. So he's not as big a soccer fan because he won't support the Nazzle. Right? I didn't make that up. That's a thing. I suspect this happened at one point, but it seems like a very broad brush to tar all Minnesota United fans. Oh, amen. I don't, that's my point. I can't understand why you can't, people can't get along. They, they painted Dana with a broad brush. But I follow Minnesota United, and I like Dana. Well, you are an anomaly. I don't think, I don't know that that's true. I don't know. I cannot speak for all Minnesota United followers and fans. You have to. That's your job now, John. You have to speak for all of them. You got got your name and your your picture in the paper. I got to change my Twitter name to Bob Byline right this minute. You're the soccer guy. You can speak for all of them. Now I can speak for everyone. Oh, all right, I'm going to go ahead and say that everyone loves Dana Wessel because he's a delight. That's yeah. not true. If you're going to be doing it, you got to go along with my... <laughs> Just please oh, go with me. No longer the voice of... So what I need to do is be a mouthpiece for your opinions. I got gotcha. you. Well, I don't like saying it that explicitly, but <laughs> yes. That's... I am nodding. <laughs> but I'm not saying no. Uh-huh. Gotcha. I can do that. All right, that wraps up our soccer talk for the next. All right, thanks. Uh, that was months. fun, guys. I really enjoyed that. We'll give you five minutes on the Gold Cup results. I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to December. Five. I went to, I went to the dentist today, so I assume the next time I go to the dentist in six months, we'll talk about soccer. That day. <laughs> It'll be a perfect you reminder. You get to fill out your little reminder cards now. You can add it on there. Semi-annual. Yeah. I'll just soccer add it to update. my calendar appointment. Send it to you in the mail. So let me ask you guys. I know we've all been feeling a little under the weather in the spring. Are you guys feeling like your sinuses have cleared up a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I just feel a little, a little more, a little more energy. I got a little, yeah, little bounce. Think, uh, it's just I don't know. Na- nasal passage is still some good. kind of antihistamine of some kind mm-hmm. seems to be working very well. Yeah, it's oh. always around this time of year. About in June, feeling better. Actually, usually it's in April. Yeah, I was going to say. It really stuck with it. We're getting old. The, we, it's harder oh, to shake these. Or uh, going to get tough. It's harder to shake Nant Phoebes off. Um, yeah, we're talking yeah. Nant Phoebes here, and it's completely gone. Nant Fever, Tori Hunter just got tossed, as we're talking about how our Nant Fever. Oh, now Molly just got tossed. My God, really? Yep. Oh, Tori is in his face. He just told him something probably not nice. Called him a prick. Yeah, I don't think it was good. One of his favorite words. Um, well, it was fun while it lasted. Oh, I think he just said bitch. I've got it on mute, so I'm doing the... I know he said bitch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Huh. Okay, that was the live... Oh, he's going back out there. Now he's tossed. He just tossed his elbow guard onto the field, his shin protector onto the field. I don't have Batting cable into the stands. Are you Batting fucking with goes me? onto the field. Tori, oh, and then I think he just called the ump a bitch. Now he's taking his jersey off. Shut up. the field. Holy shit. Clarence, I don't have cable. Are you fucking with me? 
I am not fucking with you in any way. He has <laughs> got his undershirt on and walking into the... Now he's off the field. Yep. Did he... Did they take the jersey completely off? He took the jersey off or just untucked? He took the jersey completely off, and the bat boy is picking it up along with the fan gloves and his helmet and his shin guard and his elbow guard. He got a lot of armor. Now they're getting back to play. Wow. What, did he get rung up? Is that his issue or what? He did. He got called on a pitch roughly four inches, maybe, yeah, about four inches outside. And on the first strike they called on him, was on the high side. So he had two called strikes go against him, and I think he was pretty upset about that. And I think he knows that this game's pretty much over already, right? It's over. Of so course, Kloof just hit a home run, a meaningless home run. Okay. Uh, yeah, the game's pretty much over. It's the eighth. They're down seven to two. By the time people listen to this, it'll be all over. But uh, It'll be history. Anyways. Just FYI, I think we lost the other two guys, just, just so you know, right there. They're gone. Oh, so just, it's you and I? just you and me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just you and me. Um, Are we even recording? Or yeah, yeah. I just decided oh, let's just right. let's keep her. Let's keep rolling through. So, um, so another ugly game. I did not expect. I thought that the problem this year would be. I mean, obviously tonight it's been both ends, but the problem would be their pitching and their offense would be fine because that's what was the story <laughs> last year, right? Like their offense was yeah. was decent. They weren't great, but they were like, I don't know. Seventh in the American League, for us, sure. really good, and it's it's the opposite at this point, right? Like this is a pretty um, gigantic slump team wide. I feel like they've been getting essentially two runs or less for the past week. At least that's what it felt I'd like. Say that's correct. They're, they they have a poor lineup right now. I would say the analysis is their lineup is bad. They at, have uh, Kurt Suzuki regularly batting fifth, which. Just right there. I mean, we don't. We can dive into this sabermetrically if you'd like. Nope, that's uh, the end. About where their OPS ranks in the American League, which I think is is uh, is, is last. I, I think our boy Gleams today said fourteenth. Oh, was it fourteenth? Okay, well, I apologize. I was close. Uh, the, yeah. the bigger point being that they're they're bad. Um, uh, Joe so Maurer has been awful for a very long time. Oh, I know that. To criticize him or what? I mean, I, this concussion is obviously head injuries are bad. Nobody's saying they're they're not, but are, is anybody are we allowed to? Or I don't know where we stand on this. Do you mean because of his head ouchie, or do you mean like for the sport of in particular because we don't well, like to pile about, on? Like first base might be their might be their weakest position right now. I now mean, that Santana got sent down. Dan Santana was. He was my guy for about four seconds before John pointed out how bad at defense and offense he was, and I was like, "Nope, get the fuck away from me." Uh, <laughs> so if if we had just gone in a different order during the Bros and Turds selection show, um, it may have turned out differently. But you picked him to be your bro. Yeah, I mean, I had four seconds to prepare, and I looked, and I was like, "Hey, he's young, decent year last year. Going to move to a spot where offense isn't as important. This is slam dunk." <laughs> and now he's got like an eighty to two strikeout to walk. Oh, I looked on. I like ranked on Fangraphs. You know, shortstops, uh, the WAR ranking just for all shortstops, not even qualified. Right, all shortstops, and I was like on page three by the time I got to him. He was literally on. There's sort of a like thirties or whatever twenties. I don't. He was the very last one. 
I mean, it's not exaggerating to say there are pitchers with better hitting statistics than Dan Santana this year. For sure. He was just scrapping. Yeah, he was he was hurting. There was literally not a worse shortstop in the game. No, I, I believe it. So but getting back to Joe Maurer, um he has been even if you sort of took into account the head problems and dialed your expectations back, he's still been way worse than even anybody could have imagined. Um and I feel like we've been more defenders of him than than giving him shit just because I don't know. Other people seem to hate him way more than us. So just by law of average, we're going to be more on the defense side. But um, I think unless something happens in the next year or two, which, you know, hopefully it does, but this is going to go down like this is becoming tragic, isn't it? This is his second, third year, whatever, of just him being a a really bad baseball player. And he's an MVP and three-time batting champ. He was, uh, you know, on his way to coast into the Hall of Fame, and now he's mm-hmm. uh, borderline unplayable. Like, I don't think you see that downswing um, hardly ever, and there's always been a reason. I can't think of, and I haven't done much thinking on it, but I can't think of the last time a guy just sort of generally got bad, right? So I think the story is that concussion, or concussions, or however many even he even had. But, uh, man, it's hard to... It's hard to witness. I don't. I don't know what the word is. Tragic, I suppose, is a word you could use. Sports tragic, obviously. You know, in the guise uh, of well, sports. Well, sure, uh, of course, we could frame it that way. And you know, the people that get angry about Maurer get get teased. And I certainly don't get angry about Maurer. I don't. The money that he makes does, but you know, doesn't bother me. That it doesn't prevent the twins from doing anything they, they got plenty of payroll room but he is at a premium hitting position and taking up a load of the twins self-appointed payroll cap yeah he is preventing them from doing so many things um some of it self-inflicted by the twins but still that that's the way they are that I can see people's frustrations. I, I, I can't. I don't tease the Mauer bashers as much as I think others do just because well, it's I, not like he doesn't get enough criticism either, so you can't go too over. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think this I, is the I, first I, year I sort of stopped making fun of Mauer bashers because they're right this year. They were wrong for many, many years. I mean, they were they didn't like him when he was you know, really good, except for that one year when he hit 25 bombs, because for some reason they were just, it was really important to them that he showed power. And I think most of this is wrapped up, half of it's wrapped up into how much money he makes. I get it. And seriously, uh, the other half is that he's 6'5". They just think like, well, he should be hitting bombs. That's the whole, look how big he is. That's like half the criticism, which is insane. But I've given up on on making fun of uh, the Maurer haters this year, but... That doesn't mean they've always been right. They just happened to, it finally worked out that they were right. Well, if you could tease them for uh, when they were wrong, why can't they tease you when they're right? They can. They have the, well, no, because I'm agreeing with them now, so they, can, they can't really oh. tease me because I, I think they're right now. But I won't take back any of the things I said in years past. They are idiots. Hmm. Sometimes dumbasses are right. I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm screwed. 
they got it right this time, and that's a real <laughs> that's a real well, I bummer. Think that they should be giving you more shit than they are by saying, "Well, I don't, I don't know, know, man. I Just told you they finally have the upper hand and have been downtrodden so long that uh, they should take more advantage of it." Yeah, it's true. I like the I like the negativity and the controversy. I, I thrive on it. You do? Yeah. Get I'd, get out of town. I mean, if you do, you uh, hide it well. Well, I'm trying to open up. You hide it real well. Yeah. Um, open up podcast. So the uh, regression that we're going through here stings a little bit more than it has in years past, just because it's taken a little bit longer to get there. Longer okay. it takes, but they're still on a pace to be a good team. So it has been well, really. Let me ask you this. Oh. Go, go, you go. Ah, uh, so the in the past, you know, there's been regression in the past. There's just been straight out bad teams in the past, mm-hmm. and they had nothing they could do about it. You know, they so they had bad starting pitching, let's say, in the past, and their only remedy was to call up, you know, like a cold of Reese. I mean, that's all they had in in the minors. They they had their, their miners are so thin that they had no no remedy, and they weren't going to start trading assets to try to climb back in when they knew they were bad. So yep. Now this year, though, they have some guys in the miners that could do some things. They just called up Polanco. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not his biggest fan at shortstop. You don't like George? What's wrong with him? I think he's fine second baseman. I, mean, I think he'd, he'd do fine. I'm. I don't know that he's got. Playing shortstop in the major leagues is hard as fuck. To be a good shortstop, you can be a shitty shortstop anywhere, but that's not really what I'm talking about. Yep. To be a top 12, let's say, shortstop in the league mm-hmm. is hard as hell. You got to, well, fuck, as I say it, literally as I say it, they hit a line drive right to him, and he dropped it. He can't catch? Okay. I didn't and know that I'm about George. About how bad, how I, I worry about his defense in the field. Literally, as I'm saying it, line drive hit. He jumped in the air, and I think it hit him in the forearm. It didn't even hit him in the glove. But then he recovered and flipped it to force play at second. Okay. All but, right. Uh, anyways, I don't know. Him and Santana, I kind of see, I don't know that either of them will stick at shortstop long term. So then what the hell do you do with them? So what What makes you think, though, that he's not going to be any good? Is this spring training, or is it like looking at some minors range? Do they have like, are you looking yeah. at some stats? Well, it's, it's super hard because the minor league defensive statistics are so limited that yeah. you can look at them and glean a little bit. Really, I'm going more off of uh, the reports that you hear. You know, Scouts. He, read between the lines, and they have the Sunday morning interview with Terry Ryan or with Style or with any of the minor league guys giving reports on their guys. And well, yeah, Plonko, he really he's really working hard. Shortstop, you know. Yeah, the same stuff they, they were saying for. about Santana, right? Which was last year exactly, when they said, right? "Oh, he's playing center because we need him," and we're like, mm, "No, it's because he sucks at shortstop." And, and then we they had right. no shortstop, and Gardy still refused to play him there. <laughs> And, you know, Gardy is a red-ass. He won't play a guy at shortstop if he's if you can't play there. He just he fucking won't do it. So, I think the island that Gardy was on, he's like, fuck, I'm not playing Santana. Shortstop fucker can't field. 
Yeah. I'm not doing it, guys. Well, I that's a bummer that you think Georgie Planks is in the same the same category. I didn't. I was I not aware of that. Call. I was hoping that he might have some range. So we're just we're just holding the fort down till uh, little Nicky Gordon gets up in, that, in like eight years. Like Terry Wright, they say, "Well, Terry, what do you think about George Polanco?" And he's like, "Well, I think his best position is second, but you know, he's going to be blocked there for a while." And you're like, "Well, oh, well shit." Okay, well, well, that's fun. So we're going to keep you know he's going to keep. Battling that short and uh, where is he? Oh Christ, that's not what I wanted to hear. I want to hear. You know what? He's just cleaning up at short down there. He's down there in Chattanooga. Fuck it, nobody's scooping up like everything him. just to fucking Hoover yeah. over at shortstop. It's unbelievable. But that's not what you're hearing. It's similar stuff to what you hear in San- from about Santana. Well, similar to how you are not hearing from Ryan what you wanted to hear, I'm not hearing from you what I wanted to hear because you started this out with they should start calling up the big guns and then I don't you know. went That's my and then they called up Blanco and he sucks. So who, who are they? Killer. Well, I, so their they their issues are like DH. You know, Vargas looks like he may never get another hit ever fucking again. I don't. I mean, he's just. Waving that shit up there, it, you know. In the minors, he goes down and just rakes. It just looks awesome. Then he gets to a major league changeup or any major league off-speed pitch, and it's like he's literally never seen it before. Just swatting he's, flies. He's like, Wait a second, you. What the fuck was that? That, that ball curved. Did you see that shit? Look at the catcher. <laughs> That's illegal. That's what they can't test it. Check that ball. Test it. Throw it out. So, but they got to no. Down there, they got Buxton. They got, you know, when it, any pitching was they have, they have Barrios. So could this year be the year that, you know, they're in this little mini slump. They're running into a good Kansas City team. They're a good team. You can't yep. take that. From kid. Could this be the year that they actually rebound from this slump or from this shit play where in the last four years they had no shot? I mean, they, didn't have they could. But I think well, I was, depending I mean, on the rookies, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on it. I mean, they get up and, and by and large, and you know, besides your Mike Trouts and whoever else, they struggle at the beginning. So, hoping that they're going to be the band aid is, geez, I don't, I don't know. I want to see it either way. I don't want to see it because I think they're going to actually make some noise in the uh, in the division. But I definitely want to see them come up just because I think that we need them up. And I think the the idea of um, Keeping them down, keeping young guys down for a long time is just insane because you see Correa's already up. Uh, Trout came up early. Um, if the guys are good, they're good. And I especially feel that with a pitcher. Like, Berrios' arm is going to fall off at some just point. Just get him up now. Do just it. get him up and take advantage. Late. 30 too late right now. He's, it might be. I mean, we brought up Liriano back in the day. I don't know exactly what his age was, but... It was a lightning in the bottle situation, and I don't know if it was he was called up early for desperation or just because he was really that amazing in the minors. But he was called up when he was young and uh, was just unbelievable. Because you ha- and I think that's the way to do it. Like just take advantage of these young arms. Um, and I'm just afraid they're not going to do that. So you're probably right. I, I'm trying to be hopeful. I guess I, I know it was kind of a roundabout way to get to optimism. Uh, well, hey, I'm Mr. Optimism. I'm the one that had the most wins for the Twins team this year. And the reason was not just – I had 72, so, yeah, I wasn't saying much. But the reason was – and it's actually coming back to your original point of, like, 
I thought they would be a tiny bit better than last year because they did have slightly more depth. Obviously, a lot of it's just mediocre depth, but it wasn't as bad as some of the fucking Sam DeDunos and, like you said, Cole DeVries and those guys. I thought those guys of this year would uh, might be a little bit better. So, you know, we'll see if that actually plays out. But I guess. I don't know. Then they call up Tom Malone and, they, you know, whatever. So they're still doing the same. This is... We've had a fun couple of months, but this is the same fucking Twins team that's been a disaster for a decade. I don't want to get into it, man, but they drafted a fucking relief pitcher. <laughs> a fucking relief pitcher. I mean, I don't even know like what the cross-sport comparison is. It's not even like, is it like a safety or a guard in football or something where it's like, dude, you move guys there once they're bad at other positions, and then they're going to be fine. You look at the best fucking relief pitchers in years past. They weren't drafted as relief pitchers, you stupid motherfuckers. (laughs) Most of them were not, well... Uh, I Nathan was a shortstop. Rivera, I don't even remember what he was. He wasn't a fucking reliever. Most guys were drafted at something yeah. else. Yeah, Mariano Rivera was, wouldn't have been drafted, right? He's, he would have been signed as a... Signed, but I think he was a starter, for one thing. Free agent. Well, that could, yeah. He Our was, guy I Glenn Perkins was a starter. I mean, you move him yeah. to relief when they suck at starting. <laughs> God. So, did you see the... Uh, Gleeman broke it down on how many guys drafted as relievers in the first round have been successful. Oh, was this his list where the number two most successful was Braden Looper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good list of yeah. <laughs> number two was like not a average. Journeyman career and. Yeah. <laughs> On the bright side, very low bar. There are maybe two. two people who aren't didn't have to find a job after baseball. <laughs> Braden Looper may have to get some seasonal work. I'll say that. Yeah. Braden Looper has an elf in a Santa's village somewhere. <laughs> he may be a Walmart greeter. Yeah, it was. Jesus Christ, it was not a good list. I don't know that we have to go through it, but it was it was a poor list. True story was the only success story, and and then there was a bunch of uh, then there was Braden Looper, and then a bunch of nobodies that never, most of them never made it to the majors. Yeah, it's uh, Jesus. Well, the frustrating part is the Twins keep drafting college relievers and turning them into starters, which where they've said this is what they're going to do with Jay. And, you know, so maybe you, you try to talk yourself into this, like, all right, the Twins are going to try something new and innovative. No, the Twins have been doing this for years, and it's nope. been a effing disaster for them. Basically, very few of these college relievers they've been drafting over the years have been successful, and they just keep doing it. They just keep, like it, just keep doing it. Relief like, pitching like it. in general is just um, hard on the elbow. There's no schedule. There's no set time to recover. It's, you know, if you look at the the saves leaders from four years ago, I'm guessing the top twenty, fifteen of them are out of baseball at this point. Like it's just a, it's a hard thing to to even stay healthy in general. So, I don't know, man. I I would just. If I were dra- Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. 
Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Drafting, it would be pitchers who had picked up on pitching late in their careers, so their elbow's still a little fresh, or just like really toolsy shortstops. Because if you look at guys who ended up being really good, like Trevor Plouffe and Joe Nathan, and a bunch of other guys, they were all just shortstops because that's where the best players are. And then they just move, mm-hmm. you can move them somewhere else. Um, like that Levi Michael. He, oh, wa- he yeah. wasn't athletic and toolsy, you son of a bitch. No. You don't bring him up. We're having a good time, John. We're all enjoying ourselves. <laughs> and you just bring the party down. Just throw in Levi Michael and just ruin everybody. You know, you start Tribune columnists, you come in here, <laughs> you fucking. Yep. Just record scratch. Grant and I are riding on a on a dual bicycle in the park. Just, just, ha- just having a blast. Sunshine, lollipops, yeah. and rainbows, <laughs> everything. John jumps out from behind a tree. Jams a stick in this boat. Yeah. <laughs> We're all going to die. Back. Life doesn't matter. Nihilism. <laughs> and he runs. <laughs> and I run and I trip, yeah, trip and fall down an open manhole cover. Yeah, exactly. It was just... Riding this wave throughout, and I don't think any of us harbored any illusions that this organization was any different than what they were before. But Jesus, I mean, t- that is such a giant step back, like philosophically, that it was uh, a real kick in the nuts, as far as I'm concerned. And even if he fucking turns out to be a great reliever, I don't give a shit about a great reliever. Get a different <laughs> position. Well, they're trying to make him a starter. He's got four pitches, and there's. But fuck, I, I don't know how often has that then, worked. I'm just confused that if he if they're trying to make him a starter, why wasn't he already a starter? It's not like a coach that would. A very confusing thing. I haven't got a good answer. Have any of you like got taking, a good answer? It's like taking a first baseman and being like, "Well, you think he can be a shortstop?" Guy. Exactly. Maybe exactly. <laughs> you would never just yeah. There's no coach in the history of baseball that goes, "This guy is amazing." I'm going to use him for one inning every other game. 60 innings, yeah, yep. <laughs> this season. That is it. In best case, in a college season, he's going to pitch 32 innings. <laughs> what? Even what the best that? closers are bad starters in general. In well, general. There probably are exceptions, but... Yeah, there's John Smoltz and maybe Rick Aguilera, and that's about it. Well, in the majors, they're guys that can't perfect a third pitch. That's typically what happens. It's starters that can't perfect a third pitch. It's a, it's a guy that just can't get a They try to teach him a changeup, and he just can't get it. So now he's got two pitches. Okay, we're going to put him in the bullpen. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different thing, and it's more suited for some At pitchers. And- college level, it's more, you know, it's our seventh best pitcher. That's our, okay, that's the guy in our bullpen. Our, our top four best pitchers are going to be starters. 
fifth guy, sixth guy, they're probably our probably our relievers. But it's a similar thing. Like this guy throws hard. Uh, but they're going to catch up to him pretty quickly, so we're only going to be able to throw him out there for an inning. So he doesn't have a second or third pitch, right? It's the exact opposite of like the Kevin Slowey thing when he had to go to the the bullpen. He was like, uh, "I'm terrible at this. I'm not. <laughs> this is not what you want uh, me to do." Yeah. Well, apparently this Jade does have four pitches, and fuck it, they're going to give him a shot. I hope it all works out. But if it does, it's a lottery ticket. It's it very rarely works out. So I hope they know what they're doing. He's a good pitcher. I mean, he does. He, he was very successful in college. Yep. He had incredible stats. Oh, I mean, 70 strikeouts and like six walks or nine walks or something yeah. crazy like that. So it's hopefully good to see. it translates. I hope they know what they're doing. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of evidence of that, but uh, no, hopefully no. something. Hey. It never worked out in the past, but today could be the day. It, it may very well. Uh, just just checking in on uh, uh, Steve Newman. He signs in, and for five seconds, his screen is frozen, and then he signs right back out again. So it's been a it's been a delight watching him do this for twenty five minutes. So that's been that update. Um, okay, so the twins uh, bad and the same, and that's about it. Let's just continue hoping things just work out. Hey, it worked for like two months of things just working out for no good reason. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? It was fun, and it was also, I think, even the most optimistic, and I could be wrong here, but you know, I have family members who are just not are not into like analyzing. They don't understand what cluster runs means, and they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. That's fine. It doesn't make it any more fun for them. And even my uh, family members who actively hate advanced statistics were going like, <laughs> yeah, this isn't going to last. Like, nobody was thinking like, I don't know, they, you know, this could be sustainable. So it's been a really interesting uh, spring just in that, in that regard, at least for me, the people that I've been talking to, mm-hmm. which is good. It feels like progress. That's better than... Yeah, it carried to June instead of dying in April. So yep. what we're doing is we're giving Minnesotans credit for being pessimistic about a team right now? Finally being, re- John, I'll say realistic. <laughs> realistic is probably more accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... The, the podcast is just going to be us saying, yep. <laughs> you <laughs> betcha. Hey, I want to fast forward now, guys. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let me just really quickly before, because I know we want to touch on Clarence's uh, Denver trip. We're uh, very interested to hear exactly how high you got. Um, have you guys been watching the NBA playoffs at all? I'm guessing, Clarence, you have not. You actively hate the NBA, which is fine. Uh, Jonathan, have you been watching these or have any insight of what's been happening? Because it's been fucking bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen three just more insane basketball games. I don't even know what sport I'm watching. It seems like it's more college like than the than the NBA. It's been insane. So, so let's let's sum this up. Game one, the Cavaliers have a chance to win, but don't, and then just get slaughtered in overtime. Yep, exactly. Um Game two, the Cavs are leading by fifty, blow the lead, but then win in overtime. Uh-huh. And game three, somehow LeBron and a guy that they signed two days ago. I mean, does 
I'm not even entirely sure what Deladova's first name is because there are a lot of jokes about he should he looks like he should be named Blank, and I was like, okay, what is his actual <laughs> name? Because I feel like I'm going to need to know this. Too many bits. Yep, there's yep. too many bits going on. Too many bits going on. Apparently, he scored 35 points or something, even though he scored 12 points as an entire in his entire life leading up to that game. And now somehow the Cavs, who we talked about last week, are demonstrably a worse basketball team than the Warriors, are shutting down the Warriors, the NBA's off- best offensive team, and leading the finals 2-1. to one. How far am I off on that? You're pretty close. I mean, you've gotten the games right and the results. Um, you got LeBron on the right team, so you know that. Um, <clears throat> All right, I'm ahead of Clarence. Yeah, exactly. Game one was a good, just regular old basketball game. It was fun, but uh, Irving got hurt, and then you're right. They went into overtime and just got waxed. Um, game two, the Cavs somehow were up by 11 with three minutes to go. I mean, that's essentially insurmountable. Yep. A million things have to work out for it to, to even get to to a three-point game, much less tied, and it actually happened. And then somehow... You know, there isn't as much talk about basketball um, it, during basketball about momentum, just because I think it swings so much. It's You get a lot in football, well, these guys got the momentum, now it's over. Um, yeah, but that's just because football announcers have nothing better to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think they got the momentum now. So you're saying that they scored and then the other team didn't score and they scored again? I think that's definitely momentum, not <laughs> just a random string of events. Of course. You horses patoot. Exactly. So, But if you if that would have been a thing in basketball, this would have been a perfect time to point it out of like the Cavs um, blew this lead, the Warriors stormed back, then all of a sudden over time it switches and the Cavs win. Uh, which felt unbelievable. And then last night, they, again, just ground out a victory. Um, they were up by 20 at one point in the third, and it was within three points at the end of the game. So it was insanely tense, and I just I can't even – I'm not going to just give all the examples, but there have been seriously probably 15 memorable, unbelievably memorable, series-defining moments already in three games. Um it's but it's also been really bad basketball. Like they haven't been making any <laughs> shots at all. Like both teams are shooting about forty percent, which is which is horrible. Um, but it's been incredibly intense and just this insane science experiment because you watch the Cavaliers and you know exactly what they're trying to do. They're walking the ball up the floor as slow as they possibly can. They're giving it to LeBron and isolating, and he just stares. And a couple things happen, and either shoots some crazy ass fadeaway because nobody else did anything, uh, or he somehow creates something out of nothing. And then on the other end, they just—I don't know. I'm not going to get into the details because it's probably very boring. But it is legitimately. Keep going. So then on the other end, you look at Golden State, um, and they have this insane team. Obviously, Curry's the MVP, and Clay Thompson is a great shooter. And Draymond Green has been an un, like an amazing. He's probably been their second best player actually this year, which is kind of weird to say. But um, but Draymond Green for some reason has the has this inability to shoot. So like four guys will guard Steph Curry as they should be, right? <laughs> actually, let's say three will guard Steph Curry and two will guard Clay Thompson, and they pass to Draymond Green, and he just like stands there and freezes, and then like dribbles for a couple of seconds and gives it back to. To Curry, who then has to like launch some fucking fadeaway forty footer that like just barely rims out, you know. Um, so basically, when they pass to Draymond Green in Draymond Green's head, 
like the camera zooms in on him and the focus goes all weird so it actually zooms out behind him it's just like treat 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 like a horror movie you know what's amazing is that is not only happening to Draymond Green, it's happening to like seven or eight guys on the floor every single time. <laughs> every one of the Cavs gets it. And Mozgov is maybe one guy, but for the most part, the other Cavs get it. And they if they don't have a wide open lamp, they just immediately are like, LeBron, LeBron, where are here, here, take it back. You take it, LeBron. The whole game. So so what we have here is the best player in the history of the basketball on one side and the team that everybody just loves talking about how beautiful they are and how everybody loves their offensive brand of the basketball on the other side. And you combine the two and it turns into a Knicks-Pistons series from 1995. And what the amazing thing is... Um, Charles Oakley and Anthony Mason are back from the dead and playing regular minutes and just brawling. The best guy with a bad roster... And like the other really good players that don't have the same you know level as LeBron, that the the team with the best guy on the bad roster never wins. It this is just has not happened. Like Jordan has never carried a team like this. The finals, Magic never did it. Bird never did it. Like it's it's just never ever ever happened. Which is probably why it probably won't happen. I mean, it's two to yeah. one and. Um, this whole conversation is going to be crazy when the Warriors win each of the next three games by 35 points. And I've, honestly, the odds are that they will. The the odds for sure are that the... I think in Vegas right now, it's still like 55-60% Warriors. Yeah. So, But the fact that they even brought it to six is like the most monumental, amazing thing. Um, I just can't say enough about how exciting it's been to watch this terrible basketball just because of... If if it, if they were evenly matched and it was like a you know ninety five to ninety two even after overtime game, we would all be like fuck that I am not watching that anymore. That's like you said like Knicks Pistons in the nineties like no gross. But this is just so insane that it's LeBron and uh, Matthew Delavadova was an undrafted fucking St Mary's Australian. He is bad at basketball. He is the fucking rec league. Uh, YMCA hustle guy who can't do shit, has terrible form, and can't shoot. That's like a guy that's playing meaningful minutes for them. I mean, this is a thing I think that we will talk about this series. Even, again, if, if Golden State wins the next 3 by 30 that's it's still something that's the most, one of the most fascinating series in the past, I don't know, however long I've been watching basketball. Long time. Crazy. So I recommend tune, you tune in. It's kind of fun to be able to openly root for LeBron just because it would be hilarious to see him carry this terrible team to a title, mostly because of all the people who's... I, here I'm thinking of Skip Bayless, of Skip Bayless's head just exploding because there were two good players on the Cavs besides LeBron, and they're both hurting out of, this, out of the series. Yeah. And it's just... It's... It's unbelievable that we're even talking about this. Well, I, I think that we're probably paying a little bit too much attention to people who don't like LeBron. I mean, I don't give a shit if people like him or don't like him, but by and large, the people that I've seen that are like, oh, I, I don't like him, That I, I don't think that they they watch a ton of basketball. Just in general, it's more of a casual fan hating him. Looking back to the ESPN show from however many years ago that was i think by and large the most people actually really appreciate what's going on which is which is good it's cool it's you know kind of have to but you can still hate him i don't give a shit if you hate him um but no it would be it would be historic like it would ne- nothing like that has ever been done before with his with his numbers and the 
amount of minutes he's playing and the usage he has and how important he is to the team, which is why I'm thinking like it, I would love it to happen. I, I still don't know that there's any possibility that it will, but either way, it's been super, super, super fun to watch. I'm going to, I'm going to be sad when it's over. If the Cavs do win this, is there any chance that LeBron goes and plays minor league baseball next year just to prove he's better than Michael Jordan <laughs> and everything? Yeah. I mean, tell me there's some chance of that. Yeah, I would. I was gonna say maybe tight end for the Browns, but uh, that, there's a little bit of overlap for the season, so uh, so maybe he just has to do the exact same thing that Jordan did, and whoever the the affiliate is for the I don't know, what would it be the Indians affiliate somewhere. Yeah, I would. Pay, I would pay a lot of money to have LeBron play for the AA affiliate of the Indians and hit like 355 <laughs> and every game Michael Jordan would have to sit in the front row and watch and they'd just have a camera on him at all times and just watch him fume I know. About, <laughs> about everything he ever worked for being eclipsed by LeBron. LeBron's just dropping down bunts, getting, hitting two. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Yep. Um, you know, I think that we all gave Jordan shit about being bad at baseball, but if you look back, for a dude who just had not played baseball in many years to even hit like 220 is uh it's pretty impressive. Oh yeah. Um okay, so I wanted to be done uh talking about the NBA, but I just wanted to get that point out. It's been amazing. Uh Clarence, you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. Great, great. Did you have I'm sorry, you must not have you must not have heard any of the NBA talk. Did you want to chime in with your thoughts on like the matchup so far? And you know, no, can't. Looking forward to the season. This the the re, the last few games or next season or okay. Can't wait for the season to get going. Wow, you're just looking into the future. I agree with you, man. You got Towns and Wiggins and Rubio and all those guys. Uh, what now? What? What what when is the NBA draft? June twenty fifth, I believe. Oh, so it's like two weeks from now. Yeah, yeah, it's usually right after the um, the finals are over. Uh, that's a sport of fact. I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure it's the twenty fifth, twenty sixth, somewhere around there. Sorry, Friday. Friday? That's a twenty fifth Friday. Is that normally when they do it? Twenty sixth of Friday. Oh crap! Twenty sixth. So it's a Thursday. Must be a Thursday. Yeah. I've been um, I've been doing this sort of emotional hedging where I've been convincing myself that it's going to be Okafor because I want Towns. So I'm just trying to like, then if they get Towns, I'll be really excited, you know, doing one of those things. But my friend made a pretty good point. Um, there hasn't been a time. So it seems to be um, reading the all the reports that Towns is by and large uh, the number one pick for all the experts with a bullet. Like it's not... It's not a one, you know. It's not an Odin versus Durant sort of deal where people aren't really sure what to. It's like for sure Towns. Uh, and my friend's point was there hasn't been a time in the past, however many years, where the consensus number one wasn't taken number one. There are years like when Anthony Bennett was chosen a couple years ago when there really wasn't a number one. But mm-hmm. you know, last yeah. year it was like it was Wiggins, and then people are like, well, I mean, maybe. But the answer was Wiggins. So his point that there's a lot of people talking and there's a lot of reports and rumors and yada, 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 but it always works out that the number one guy is taken number one. So that's making me feel I shouldn't be optimistic because I know this team. And um, I think the sportive consensus is they're um, demonstrably fucked 
for the foreseeable future. But I'm starting to actually believe that they may actually take Towns. God, I'm going to regret saying that. Ugh. I don't even like saying it. Just I don't even like okay, saying it. Okay, let me ask you this. All right, all right, there's some smoke. Enough smoke around the Rubio trade for the number four pick fire, that there may be a fire around. Mm-hmm. If that happens, yep. if they pick Towns and they trade Rubio for the number four overall pick, will you admit that Flip is a good GM? If Rick Spielman saw a glaring nope, hole... No, no, I know what you This is doing. a hypothetical. No. Just, I'm just, just play it I, out. You have to answer the question first. My, I'm going to answer that question with a question. No, you don't get to. <laughs> you don't get to, Jimmy Carville. I know what you're trying to do here. Answer the question, Senator. And may I remind you, you're under oath. Uh... I don't deal in hypotheticals. The end. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> it's not going to happen. That's an insane report. The Knicks would never do it, and the Timberwolves would never do it, so it's just crazy to think about. I don't give credence to that sort of don't, thought. Let's not rule out anything that the Knicks might or might not do. They okay, that's do fine. Anything. But I do think, Clarence, it actually is a valid point to ask you if – Rick Spielman traded a second and third round pick for a fucking franchise quarterback that we love. Would you say that he's a good GM? I'm guessing your answer is uh, no, that doesn't uh, uh, paper over the fact that he made a 50 million terrible moves beforehand. He made a good move. I give him credit, but there's a lot more to it than that. That would be my answer for Flip as well. If he ends up making some... I mean, I like Rubio a lot. I want him to stay on the team, so it wouldn't really be that, but... If he makes some very shrewd, you know, he picks towns to make some shrewd trade to shore up what all the other mistakes he's made, that would not make him a good GM. It would make him uh, less awful temporarily. We'll see. I think that was a yes. So if it happens, then you have agreed that you will say Flip is a good GM. If the Vikings trade a second and third round pick for a franchise quarterback who ends up being good. They don't need one. Oh, oh wait a minute! It's happened. Well, was this before Spielman was in was responsible for who was who was in charge when that happened? Uh, North Turner. So <laughs> okay. Oh, all right, I, all right. You ordered general. North Turner. What is his responsibility in the, in this organization? Oh, we're not going down that <laughs> road. You crazy? Why person. would you do that? I just don't know. I don't know. What is the matter? I'm just kidding. <laughs> lost too. Oh, we lost too long ago. Um, okay, I think we have uh, blabbered on long enough. Let's get to the actual main event tonight, Clarence. How high no, were you? Not the main event. I got nothing. You got nothing from Denver? You didn't. I don't know what to tell you. You didn't do one fun thing? You don't remember any oh, of it? Tons of fun things. It was a blast. But I don't have any like great stories. I don't well, what did you do? None of us went on vacation. Anniversary. Vacation. Through you. Anniversary trip, 15 years. Congrats. We, yeah, we, uh, we landed. We drove to Boulder, which is a beautiful college town, University of Colorado. Trustafarians. Uh, walked, walked the campus. 
Um, had a great breakfast. We landed real early. We landed at like 7 a.m. in Denver. Nice. So we got to, drove to Boulder, had breakfast, walked around the campus, beautiful campus. Uh, drove up into the Rocky Mountains. Um, then we it just went for just for a quiet country drive up in the mountains, which is amazing. I've, I've only been to the Rockies one other time in my life. It's so different than how I've spent most of my life. Yeah. Either here in southern Minnesota or in North Dakota, where I spent my other five, pretty much that encompasses my entire life, is five years in North Dakota and 35 in Minnesota. So, I, you know, mountains are just cool to me. They're different and I just fascinating. I, I'm with you. Flat. Did you do any uh, hiking or was it all just drive? A little bit of hiking, mostly just driving. Was this uh, uh, any harrowing drives? I mean, did you get nervous? Yeah. I've been very nervous driving on those things. I'm like, oh, how the fuck do cars just not like barrel over? I was shitting that Rocky Mountain Pass. Or I don't know. what It's from Estes Park to uh, some, uh, some little shit town. Holy crap. Holy shit. I mean, how do you not, I mean, there are people that have like some sort of spasm and are just dead, right? Like some sort of weird arm twitch and it's over for them. Their whole family is oh, just. Oh, by the way, I, there must be 400,000 cars at the base of that <laughs> it's house. It's just that, piled up. Never... <laughs> yeah, people are like, well, they went driving in the mountains. You go, oh yeah, no, they're in the pile. They're in the pile of cars. It's, That's where they're no at. no shoulder and it is a, and there's no guardrail. It is just a straight drop off and it's, it was raining ice we were in an ice storm on the side of a mountain with no road shoulder and no guard just white knuckled the whole way when they say white knuckles you know it's a it's you know a saying and it's a cliche but my hands were my hands were numb when i was done driving i couldn't feel my hands anymore because i was gripping the steering wheel yeah so tight and then I, hopefully your wife was nicer than I, w- I was out with buddies, but they were like, oh, my God, look at the view. Look at this. And you're just like, shut up, shut up, shut the fuck up, shut up, shut up, shut the fuck up. Shut up, shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. King other than the, just this little two-inch square right in front of me. Yeah. All I'm, con- I'm just focusing the yeah. laser beam. Yeah. Ugh. We saw a bear. I thought that was kind of fucking cool. Nice. Big, big-ass black bear just you know, wandering. And then uh, like 100 feet away from my car. I that was cool. Elk oh. and bighorn sheep. It saw all the wildlife. Um, we saw Ryan Adams at the Red Rocks Amphitheater, and that was amazing. So we've had we've had some conversations about Ryan Adams because I think Stu and I have both been to good shows and bad shows. Uh, was this good, Ryan Adams? <clears throat> uh, so I've only seen him one other time in Minneapolis. It's the same tour, same exact tour, just uh, this is a different stop. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was high as giraffe's ass at this concert he was just having a blast he, it was he really put on a good show in minneapolis he was it was more workmanlike he just kind of went through the set didn't do a lot of talking or you know it wasn't bad it just wasn't you know this he was super enthusiastic and i think it was the venue um, yeah I, I can imagine it, it's just it's such an incredibly beautiful place obviously it's up in the mountains it's overlooking the denver skyline so you're sitting up there in the amphitheater and you're overlooking these mountains and the Denver skyline. And then as this is happening, you know, uh, the full moon is rising at this time, a big orange full moon over over the amphitheater. So you're looking at Ryan Adams, and then above him is this big orange moon, and then a lightning storm rolls in over Denver. And it was, was like you couldn't, 
paint a better. It was just incredibly beautiful. And everybody's in a good mood, and I don't know how many joints I saw. Like, everybody is just fucking high. Everybody yeah. is. Everybody's smoking weed, and everybody's high. And there's lightning over the horizon and a big moon on the east or on the south side, lightning on the north side, skyline, right? And just awesome. It was so much fun. I mean, I don't want to get sentimental, yeah. but I kind of feel like I'm high right now. <laughs> it was. Oh, my God. I just. <laughs> It was uh, it was really something to to be a part of. They had to call it off for lightning about maybe with probably he probably had like three or four songs left. Uh, so we got to see most of most of the concert. Is he playing just and new would, stuff, or does he does he get back to gold and heartbreaker he, and all those? Really a mix. He yes. really mixed in a, a lot of new and old. He played uh, "She's Like the Wind" by Patrick Swayze. Oh boy, classic was uh interesting and they, so the, the guy comes out the stadium guy or whatever says hey we got to call this off because of lightning and ryan adams is like he says and i quote i'm not afraid of lightning man i got all the fucking kiss albums which <laughs> tells you how high he was i, I sat and thought about that on my walkout like that doesn't make a lick of goddamn sense i don't even know what, i have no idea what the hell i don't and the whole place laughed. They're like, yeah, I'll just, and, I'll get it later probably. I'm pretty high. And I kind of laughed too, just from the way he's, from his delivery, but I don't, Still. I something, I guess I thought I knew about Kiss. Maybe I missed something. I don't, know that means nothing. Really, that's Yeah, it was a, it was a fun concert. Yeah, he mixed in a lot of old and new. Uh, played old Chicago, uh, new, dear Chicago. I just said Old Chicago. Um, old Chicago. He, he played at Old Chicago later. Yeah, he played Dear Chicago. Uh, he played La Cienega. Um, some stuff I, he didn't play at the other concert, at least as far as I remember. And uh, so that was kind of cool. Denver's great, right? Uh, you give it a thumbs up? Absolutely loved it. Everybody is just just calm. Everybody is just High calm. as a kite. Just relax, man. Fuck what He's so worked up about, it. and they could feel the tension that rolls off of me. I just my aura is just one big fucking tension ball. And <laughs> yeah, just, especially at, here I'm not, but when I'm out of town, I just I'm not comfortable. Are you a nervous traveler, back, just man? in general? Entirely, my back like locked up about two days before the trip started. Just airplane, and I, mostly because of. My wife normally does all the planning for this stuff, mm-hmm. and this is a, a trip I did, you know, as a gift to her. It's like, I did all the plane tickets and all the you know, the hotel, and I, I just never do that stuff. So I just anticipated that I'd get to the airport. And they'd be like, oh, you stupid fucker, you, we don't have your tickets. Yeah. You, did, did you remember to press the green gozo button? I mean, like... What the fuck button? I don't know, even know what you're talking about. That wasn't Here even a real website to get tickets. Your money is all gone. <laughs> Sir, I looked up your information, and you are on a flight next week, and it's going to Guatemala. <laughs> you went to Delta.net, you moron. Like, well, duh, don't you know that that's how you got to press the Gozo button to get your plane tickets? About what? <laughs> I don't. I just assume there's something would go wrong because I never do it. But no, everything went off without a hitch, and. You know, rental cars, you hear all the horror stories and 
it went out fine and everything was great. It well, all went awesome. My problem with rental cars is you look on wherever you go, Priceline or Kayak or whatever, and it's like 35 bucks a day. All right, cool. That's okay. I'll get two <laughs> days. So that's 70. And I go, well, with fees, it ends up being uh, $1,100. <laughs> <laughs> like worse exactly than... what it is. Yeah. It is the worst bait and switch of any part of travel. There's no worse. Airline, yeah. You somebody buy an airline to... ticket now. Airline <laughs> tickets used to be like that, but you buy one now and it's like, oh, it's it says two hundred and thirty nine dollars and it included, costs two hundred and thirty nine dollars. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. But with car rentals, it's like, oh, twelve dollars a day. I don't even know the hell they can rent a car for that. It's amazing. I'll do oh, it. I'm, I'm sorry. There's an eighty-nine dollar airport fee for reasons that pass understanding. Even though I have to get on a bus to get to the rental car place. <laughs> yeah. Tourism and charge, and extra state tax, and just fucking bullshit. God, I hate renting cars. And you see that, and you see the price, and then you see like you see you do some comparisons, and you find that. You know, you go like orbits or whatever, and they'll compare all these different rental car companies, and there'll be like the one that's like the Fo- in Denver was Fox Rental Car Company that you've never heard of, <laughs> but they are like five dollars a day. Yeah, like, fuck, it's Jim Fox. And you click on it, and you're like, garage. oh, even with these, it's only like twenty bucks a day. It's a good deal compared to everybody else. These, are, this is a great deal. I mean, I'm fuck it. I'm just going to do this. And uh, you know what? Maybe I'm just going to do like some review searches. Okay, quick before I do this, just to make sure. Yeah. They so do a review search, and like the first one says, "Worst experience of my life." <laughs> do I am begging you, do not use Fox Rental Car. Oh Jesus! Well, maybe that was just a bad experience. Maybe he's just angry. You scroll down to the next one. I'm guessing you're probably thinking the other guy was just had a bad day. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I read that one too. Goddamn cars! Are, they are the worst people in the history of the world. Hmm. Then you scroll well, down one, one more. Affiliated with ISIS. Clarence, you're not listening. To me. Clarence, <laughs> you get it? Cannon Falls, Minnesota. Listen to I what I'm like saying. You're right going now. to ignore these two. Trying to recreate <laughs> Nazi Germany in Denver. Steer clear. <laughs> So finally, after about 70 of those reviews, you're just like, oh, you know what? I think I'm just going to rent a car from fucking Alamo. Yeah. I just get DF'd. You know, I used to be a really nervous traveler, too, for years. Like, I would go on a work trip or whatever and just have to check the pocket where my flight or my uh, ticket was a million times and repack and all that. And then when I would get to the location, I would, like, be at the hotel I'm like, well, I'm just going to stay here at the hotel. I'm not going to venture off. Can't, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to do that. I'm just going to stay here because I have a meeting at like 11 the next morning. So I got to whatever. And for some weird reason, when I got my, I, I got an iPhone, but just smartphone, I think like everything got a lot easier for me because I was like, well, I can figure sure. it all out from here. And I'm, I don't know, some sort of flip, uh, switch flipped or whatever, but I'm not as much of a nervous traveler as I used to be. But man, I used to, even the most fun vacations, I would just get so much angst and anxiety thinking about like all that could go wrong. Um, I do think that's like one of the best things that smartphones have done is made vacations easier and, and less worrisome. It's like, ah, I'll figure right. it out from here. Directions, yeah, fucking boarding passes days, in uh, there. It's, you got it, you know, and away you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Denver thumbs up. Uh, thumbs up. Went to a Rockies game. That was an absolute blast. It's a it's a nice stadium. I enjoyed the stadium. I got uh, I got annihilated. I got there you go. You were 
You guys are warning me. You're like, you're going to get drunk. High altitude. Yeah. You've got to just take it easy. Again, like the reviewers. <laughs> ah, fuck these guys. They yeah. They're fucking... Yeah, one of those idiots. No, one of the one of my classic things that I do is I go on vacation. Let's say it's a four day vacation, and I go, you know what? I'm going to ease into it. You know, (laughs) Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'll go hard, and then Saturday, I'll you know, and then Mm -hmm. uh, an hour after I've gotten off the plane, I can't even stand up, (laughs) and I'm somehow already sunburned, and I'm somehow (laughs) have uh, spent all the money in my account. I just fucking, just right away, hardcore, first half hour, I'm done. Were you were you able to ease into it, or did you go through that no, same? You're no, so, so fucking excited. Yeah. Like, you go to a brew pub, and, uh, you know, they got, like, 50 beers. Big big beer list. I could pick any. I could pick the Gentle ri- Mountain River Stream Pale Ale. Pale couple, you know, 14 IBUs. 3.7 ABV. No, Refreshing, you know, drinkable. Soothing. What is what is what do I go for? A picture of anal rape. (laughs) Seventeen ABV. (laughs) My very first one. (laughs) Can I have three of those, please? (laughs) (laughs) Just house it. Just pound it. Haven't eaten. You know, for you you take a trip. Haven't eaten for like eight hours. Yeah, like eleven gummy bears in the flight, and just (laughs) (laughs) Just, uh, suddenly, um, yeah shirtless on freaking Pearl Street. Oh, Boulder. God. Every fucking time. I have never <sighs> once... And I go into every vacation now going, hey, dude, just it's fucking Wednesday. You're going to be here till Sunday. It's Wednesday. And then I can't even fucking see straight. I'll have a pint of Rumplemans. <laughs> <laughs> Just happy to be here. Uh, I don't know why I do this. Yeah, I hear you. I don't know. There's no answer. How openly are people just high in Denver at this point? Is it like a is it a socially okay thing, or is it still sort of like I can tell you are, but you're not telling me that you're super baked? It's more of the second one. Yeah, which what, what I saw. Which I, I understand. Was, hey, hey, a lot of signs and literature and things that say hey we know that it's legal but it's not legal to just do it out here in public so respect the law respect your city respect others please do not smoke marijuana in this establishment do sure. not smoke it out on the street and, and you didn't see it a ton just out in the public at the ryan adams concert it was everywhere yeah everywhere but that's more of a kind of a closed venue don't see that as being like a bar or restaurant. And it was kind of yeah. like that probably when it was illegal, too. Like, that's not like a... You go to Somerset yeah, for any a, concert, it's not going to be a thing that people hide. And it was kind of an implied consent thing, just going to a concert like that in Denver. You're, if you didn't think you were going to see that, then you're just an idiot. I would be worried if nobody was smoking any weed there. I'd be like, what are they on? Yeah. Oh, no. But elsewhere, I didn't see it a ton. Not a ton, a little bit. Like in Boulder, uh, at what one thirty in the afternoon, there was a just out in Main Street. Pearl Street is kind of like their Nicollet Mall. Love it. Yes. Not exactly the same, but it's similar. Mm-hmm. I, just for lack of better comparison, just picture like on a Thursday afternoon at one thirty, a topless girl walking down Nicollet Mall <laughs> amongst people. <laughs> like <laughs> what? And people just uh, didn't even acknowledge it 
just shrugging their shoulders like, oh, okay. Wow. That's amazing. So I, I assume she was high. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my wife and I just looked at each other like, what the, what the hell? Yeah, but you see st- just odd stuff like that. But uh, It's great. I like it. Wasn't Just in wasn't, general, the spirit. It, yeah. I was uh, in Barcelona about 10 years ago with my friend, and we were on the Las Ramblas or La Rambla or however you pronounce it, just kind of the main thoroughfare there. It's it's insane. And we had gone out the night before, and we got out the next day. It was probably noon or 11 or something. We were just having breakfast right on the strip, and a dude walked by, and we kind of glanced at him, did a, did a very comical double take, and he... This was, you know, just let's say noon on a sunny day, was uh, wearing combat boots and nothing else, completely <laughs> naked, and was tattooed so heavily that we like didn't even realize it until we saw like the most giant dong I've ever witnessed in my whole life, <laughs> just just swaying in the wind, and we're like, <laughs> what? And yeah, it's just one of those things where he walked by and you go, yeah. Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That'll happen. (laughs) Well, he seemed pretty happy. I would be too. Packing heat like that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Why would you pack that away? Um, That's probably as good a time as any to close this up. Yep. Okie doke. That makes sense. Yep. Uh, Well, good talk, John. uh, Thanks for stopping in and then leaving for half an hour. (laughs) Stu, thanks for saying hello and then taking off. That was fun for him, but uh, I got a chance to bond with uh, my old friend Clarence tonight, so good stuff. That was nice. More Clarence in this podcast. That's what the people wanted. Far too much, and I apologize to everybody. Hey, self-deprecation. Why don't we all just, uh, hands in the pot, make a resolution from now until the end of the year, our, uh, halfway through the year, New Year's resolutions, no more self-deprecation. Do you think you could do it? I'm probably not smart enough to do that. Okay. Why would I do that? I just think it's it's fun to not be self-deprecating. I do it way too much myself, and I'm trying to. I'm. Tr- this is more of a self-pep talk that I'm trying to get someone else on board with me as well. All but right. uh, I will try. I'll yeah. try with John, you. John's got no shot. John, you're gonna be <laughs> fucking. This is like Kramer with his contest for masturbating. You'll be done before we get the check. Well, I am an idiot. Oh, I already lost. <laughs> well, like a dumbass, I won't fucking get this right. I'm just saying, let's give it a whirl. All right, All right. Give it a try next week. I'm cutting my blood blood pack. I just cut my hand. There we go. Let's see what happens. All right, cool. Uh, love you all. And this has been, hold on, what has this been again? Wasn't it like Spank Rambler in the Sports Slaughterhouse? Fucking very close, John. Thank you. Uh, Sports Roundhouse featuring Spank Malone. <laughs> You've just been spanked. Good night. <laughs> Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. 
Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. On Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.